Xander Villanueva, manga fan, film buff, searching for a way to give his opinion to the public. Then an accidental overdose of internet podcasts interacts with his unique mental instabilities. And now, when Zan grows inspired or creative, a startling metamorphosis occurs. The podcast he hosts reviews movies and is listened to by ravenous fans. Don't make me angry with your hate mail. You wouldn't like me when I get angry. The movies reviewed are chosen by the Dodecahedron of Movies. Xander Villanueva is believed to be insane, and he must let the world think that he is insane until he can find a way to control the fanboy spirit that dwells within him. The Spartan Movie Review In this episode of the Spartan Movie Review, Xan and his co-host continue their month of capes, costumes, and crazed criminal masterminds. They review another superhero movie. So let us focus on a small bunker in a gamma-irradiated Nevada desert. Incoming transmission. To Mr. Green, from Mr. Blue. I received the irradiated blood sample. It has come to my attention that the rapid rate of cellular mutation resists almost all standard chemical treatments. More drastic measures need to be implemented in order to rectify the condition. I am sending you a serum which, when combined with saline, should combat the effects of said condition, but I must warn you this. This podcast contains adult language, mature situations, gamma radiation, a Jekyll and Hyde-esque situation, obsessive military leaders, genetic abominations, car boxing gloves, intense chases, and an elevated heart rate. Listener discretion is advised. Good luck. Episode 44. You wouldn't like Zan when he's angry. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Spark and Movie Review. This is your host Zan saying aloha, konnichiwa, what's up, yo, and buongiorno. Either way, it's time for another fun-filled installment of the month of capes, costumes, and crazy criminal masterminds. And yes, as you heard from that interesting voice, we have, well, not one, 
But two co-hosts are returning. Two who you've clamored for, you've asked for, and you've even been wondering, have they been arrested? Are they in an asylum? Or have they been abducted by aliens where they had to deal with strange experiments of things being inserted in places you wouldn't want to think about? They didn't use the lube! Yes, and who has returned, but... Hi, I'm Rufus. I would date me. I'm Baz. Of course, everyone would date Baz. Everyone cares about Baz and you're wondering where the hell you are. Because we need two authorities, two people who know what we're talking about for this month of Capes, Costumes, and Crazy Criminal Masterminds. But first, some of you who are joining us for the first time are wondering, what the fuck have I just got into? Yes, it is the Spirekin Movie Review. Spirekin is a society that provides information and reviews about kinetically enhanced narratives. We have two podcasts. This one, obviously, since it's Spirekin Movie, we talk about... Manga. 12 seconds and you didn't even have to take a breath. I'm impressed. Yes. No, we talk about movies. And the other one is our manga review, which we'll get into in a bit. But you can check us out at www.spirekin.com. You can email us at spirekin.gmail.com. I'm at zan at spirekin.com. I don't know where I'm at anymore. I just... Baz at spirekin.com and Rufus at spirekin.com. Send us your hate mail and love and interest, and you can also call us at 206-350-8462. That again is 206-350-8462. And yes, I'm in a really, really hyper mood because I had three cups of fucking coffee. And an eight ball. But that's a different episode. They can't know that. They can't know that. Push it. Push it. It must is better not tell you now. <laughs> Either way. So anyways, I got a question for you. We're doing this Capes, Cows, and... Uh, Capes, Capes, Cows? Capes, Cows, and... Uh, Crazy Criminal Mastermind. Yes, but... The weird thing about it is, is the movie we're reviewing has absolutely nothing to do with it! Bullshit! He wears his underwear outside his pants! Does that count? But we'll get into that in a moment. I forgot one more thing. You can check us out on Facebook under Spark and Movie Review and email us at sparkandmovie at gmail.com. But, anyway, I should go with some of our emails, but the fact is that I am lazy and also I have no ah, internet on, at this let's point. let's go. Let's do the email. We want to do the email. We have to review the people that have to insult us. If we don't, then we can't have anything to talk about. Come on, let's have some We fun. could, but, unfortunately... My internet is down! <laughs> Gotta love it. So, unfortunately, my computer still works. My recording equipment still works. So, we're going to do without an internet for today. But, don't worry. Oh, wait, 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 wait. We can do a non-internet kind of thing. We'll just type it over here. Okay, here's a letter from GucciMamaCop.com. And it says, Zan, is it true that you are one of the sexiest bitches on the planet? Yes, it is true. Because it is I, Vigo. I mean... <laughs> I mean, anyway, oh, you really have hit the cup of Java today. Wow! Of course, of course. Either way, so let's get on with this. So, one of the few emails I do remember was that someone complained that when we did our Superman 2 review, that we didn't really go over who Superman was. Now, the fact that this guy didn't know who the fuck Superman was brings a lot of questions to mind. Well, wait, Suit yourself. But, okay. But, but it's understandable. He could be a younger reader. He could be a younger... So... I have to say this. I'm sorry. B.S. Bullshit. Because if a freaking guy from Afghanistan, a little 13-year-old kid holding a machine gun, is wearing a Spider-Man shirt, everybody knows who Superman is. Not necessarily true. true. If it was Spider-Woman, that's another story. Mormons. Thank you. Mormons believe in Superman. They call him Jesus. <laughs> and now we've lost all of our Mormon listeners, but that might not be a bad thing. Either way. I'm so going to Utah. <laughs> Either way, so what we're going to do is we're actually going to talk about our superheroes before we review the movies, <laughs> so you get a little bit of context. Now, if you remember from the last episode, we rolled the one, the only, the dodecahedron movies, and it dictated us that reviewing a movie about a guy that Jack Kirby and... Oh my god, uh, Shul or, uh... What's his name? What what is what is it? His name? He was just some PA who worked there. Who brought coffee? Then he mainly got popular. He wrote some person, some guy, Arachno Man. Is he the man? Yes, of course, he's the man. He's the man. What are we talking he's about? We're talking about Stan the Man Lee. Yes, he created a character who was essentially 
Jekyll and Hyde mixed with Frankenstein's monster. Made you green with envy. Well, no. Originally, he was gray. Yes, he was, because they couldn't afford the ink at the time, and they thought that, uh... It looked thought, better. I'm sorry, thought that the ink wouldn't come out right. So, they made him green. And originally... Of course. And originally he wasn't, when he got mad, he turned into a monster. But it happened when the sun went down, he became a monster. Then when the sun came up, he became normal. Then he de- created the... nerd. That explains a lot. But then he eventually became... He made a machine, which would do it. And then eventually said, you know what, fuck it, it's stupid. Why does he have to always run back to his hidden lab in the middle of fucking nowhere in the desert and push a button so the machine will turn him? So we'll just make it that he gets angry. I got an honest question about that. As smart as he was, why didn't the motherfucker make a robot go off, you know... Every six hours, beep, I'll get one of those little birds that bounces back and forth and just continually hits the button. It was simpler. The 50s. <laughs> well, the thing was, for those of you who know, we are talking about the one, the only, the incredible Hulk. Hulk. Yes, and for those of you who don't know, Hulk was, his real name is Robert Bruce Banner. And he was a scientist working on a device called the Gamma Bomb for the United States government. He decides to do a big test in the middle of Nevada desert where they blow up shit. And he's getting ready for the test minute. There's like five minutes left. And they see a convertible with some hipster kid driving along in the middle of the fucking test area. Where they're about to blow up a nuclear device. Hey, he wanted to get some. Unfortunately, he was the only one trying to get some with himself. So don't blame the guy totally. Ah, Rick Jones, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> hey, if it wasn't for Rick Jones, we wouldn't have this character, now would we? Very true. So, in order to save this kid's life, Bruce actually leaves the bunker, runs out and pushes the kid and himself into a ditch. The problem is, the gamma bomb goes off and Bruce gets completely irradiated with gamma radiation. And even though this should have killed him... Now, if we want to be politically correct about the issues, Rick Jones should have gotten it too because of the fact that gamma radiation would not just go straight forward, it would go everywhere, up, down, left, right, you name it, it should have affected them. But no, they didn't want the little wimpy kid that was driving the convertible to actually have powers. They wanted to give it to a nerd. No, no, there's a very feasible reason. Think about it. Bruce Banner loves boys! <laughs> Bruce Banner was a nerd. Those fucking Coke bottles? Yeah. Those fucking Coke bottles, I tell you, they'll block anything. I've used them to kill insects. You shine one through, you burn a hole in China. It happens. Uh, okay, okay, we'll nah. save the coke bottle. So he gets irradiated, and what happens is he gets... <coughs> yeah, he gets like that, folks. Don't choke. Don't die. We need you for the review. I know. Put that thing away! No. Get that camera out to focus! <laughs> Rip off! But, either way. <laughs> so, we have that he gets irradiated, becomes the Hulk, and what is the Hulk's abilities? He is big, he's green, he wears purple pants. There's Roskinator? No, no, no. If you go with the ultimate interpretation, he drinks a lot and fucks a lot. But that's not the case. He's my hero. I, I just love the fact that he forget the ultimate universe and made him a sex deviant. Yeah, I well, like dude, that Hulk. If you were that big, no, I like. I, I love that. I love that the Wasp and the Ultimate and the on, was it Ultimate's one. She flashes him and he's like, "Ooh, boobies." <laughs> He's like every guy. I love it. <laughs> then the, what is it? Ultimate Hulk versus Supreme Woman. The, the ends up where they get into a huge fucking fist fight at the end of the comic. Because the fucking Hulk right. becomes the man. Hulk was the man, but Hulk is poor the man. Betty though. She could have had an opportunity. Oh, she's she she didn't have fucked. Was it in the current continuity? She's fucking Tyrannus. Even though she said she should have been with him, and she's now Red She Hulk. I, I like that she's Red She Hulk. They explain that well, but. Anyway, Betty is his wife, ex-girlfriend, ex-fiance, whatever you want to say she is. She's his love interest and her father. General Thunderbolt Ross wants to take Bruce Banner, the Hulk, and turn him into a military experiment. Gee, like that's something America wouldn't do. 
Of course not. No, 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 no. And so let's get on with So they've made many interpretations of this. And the most popular, besides the comic itself, was a little-known TV show which had, like, seven, eight seasons? About that, about, not even about six to seven, the most. Back in this, what was it, in the... Uh, 60s. Yep, the 70s. Nope, it was the 70s. Was it? it was the 70s. Seven, late 70s. I was wrong. It was, well, it was 1976. Yep. Starring the late and great Bill Bixby and Lou Ferrigno. Yes. And they Luke should have been Mr. Olympia, but they always kept ripping him off. So as we were saying, it's very different that what happens with... They change a lot of little things. Like, first off, they thought that Bruce was too gay. So let's change it to... David! Which, now you think about it, David is now the new... Bruce. Which, Stanley brought up a good point. It's like, well, wait a minute. What do you mean it sounds gay? Well, we did a survey and they feel that Bruce is a gay name. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, isn't there a superhero out there by the name of, I don't know, let's say, Bruce Wayne? Bruce Wayne kicks ass. Fuck all you non-Batman fans. So it was just, it was just a ridiculous thing. And in different, instead of him being running from the government, he's running from a news reporter who thought that he killed somebody, and, uh... He didn't. And unlike with the Hulk, who actually had intelligence, originally he actually was very eloquent and just called him, he talked in the first person, and then he became, in the comics, let's talk in the third person, and just be very, Hulk smash! And Hulk eat hamburger! The angrier Hulk get, stronger Hulk get! Well, in the defense of the show itself, because they wanted to make it more like realism, so they figured, well, if this guy's just pure rage and anger, what's the point of him talking in the first place? That's why they just made him the way he was. That's why I like it when they brought back Mr. Fix-It! Yeah. Mr. Fix-It was the Grey Hulk. And he was eloquent, and he wore a suit, and he was in, in tie. He was a pimp! Yeah, he was. He was a big, great pimp! He was. Actually, he was. He but was. they also made it good in the fact that he just—he wasn't just stationary in the desert because everybody's like, okay, another fight with the Hulk in the desert. But, all right, now they did in Los Angeles, Chicago, my favorite New York, of course. Yes. Yeah, because they made him running away, and as he's running away, he's just become a drifter. And they kept—they popularized that in the later comics, which were happening before the whole Planet Hulk, War, World War Hulk, all of that, when he was running across. And actually, this is where I get a lot of inspiration for this movie because they had him becoming essentially a homeless bum trying to keep away from General Ross, and he was getting help from someone named Mr. Blue, who, in the comics, turned out to be actually Betty. They do a difference to this. Now, since we talked about that, let's get into basic information about afterwards. After they made the TV show, they did a cartoon series, which was interesting. Nah. It was, was alright. I mean, are we talking, alright, the first one where, because remember, there was multiple ones. There was a 60s yeah. version of the, where they had, It's the Incredible Hulk. Hulk theme song, or are we talking about the one where they teamed up with Spider-Man and the Amazing Friends? That version. And then the after that, they had... Which is actually a pretty good series. They had several c cartoons, then they had a the movie... The original Hulk. Yes. Then we had a movie which was... In, well, actually, in the movie, they don't even call him the Hulk. His name is Angry Man, and he looks like a big stuffed marshmallow. Let's not get into that, please. Don't. Yes, the movie, a lot of people say, doesn't exist. It yeah. does not. As much as the Star Wars Christmas special. Yeah. And that came out 2003, and then they remade it, because this is during the boom of the superhero movies, which we've had the last couple of years. And this film, which was directed by Louis Leterrier and A.V. Averett, produced by Stanley, and starring Ed Norton, Liv Tyler, Tim Roth, William Hurt, and Tim Blake Nelson. With a cameo appearance by a certain green man. Yes, Lou Ferrigno and Stanley. Which I was happy at the fact that they gave at least Lou Ferrigno more lines, as opposed. I mean, Stanley, okay, picks up a bottle of juice. We'll get into that in a bit. Let's get into a little more the basic plot. Big thing was that they changed one of the big dynamics in most superhero movies, except for Blade, which is most of the new superhero movies. The first one is always the same thing. It is it's always an origin story. 
Yeah. This one, are we talking like the Except new Hulk now? The uh, Edward Norton Hulk or the other Hulk? No, we're talking about this Hulk. This Hulk? Normally, if you follow the comic books, you'd understand the reality, the, the whole concept of how it started. The way I appreciate, the reason why I appreciated this one was, yes, it was changed. However, they brought it back to what the 70s version was. And it, I'm sorry to say, like when they did the whole graphic-wise, it was almost dead on to what you would see with yes, Bill Bixby. It was, the, it it was, was a big a, an homage, homage to Yes. But that, more importantly word. than that, more importantly than that, entire origin of the film was done in three minutes as the credit crawl. You didn't see the whole exposition of him being in the hospital. Oh, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? The original opening was actually going to see him in Alaska trying to blow his brains out. Yep. Which fans didn't think would have been good. I thought it was actually... It fit. It would have fit well, but... I just like the whole set behind it all. It was like, wow, here's Edward Norton sitting there getting the radiation, you know, getting the whole radiation bit. And it was like a flashback for me because I was like, holy hell, they did it exactly the way with a little bit of tweaks and changes, but it was like, wow, I'm watching the beginning of the original TV series. And I was really happy at the fact that they did that as an homage to, like, the whole series. They just didn't... They were like, you know what, we already got the realized TV version of it. Let's just continue the way it is. But we're back to the point of that they just do the entire opening and they have a lot of little nuances, a little hints and reminders of the actual comic story and everything involved within these three minutes. You see references to Iron Man and also S.H.I.E.L.D. and Stark Enterprises. You see references to Rick Jones and Elizabeth. And essentially they're just hunting him down. It's like The Fugitive where he's not, I'm a superhero. No, it is the entire world is out to get Bruce. Yeah, it is. He's public enemy number one. The only person that they did not have in the movie, and I understand their whole reasoning for it, was Wolverine. Yeah, because he's owned by Fox and also Spider-Man. Exactly. Yeah, but, but Wolverine was one of the big adversaries for the Hulk. I mean, he, he was, didn't well, he wasn't in Canada half. at the time either. He was True. all in the United States. So True. Canada... That, w- that would have been nice, though. See, see, <clears throat> see Hugh Jackman in the background. You see my point? But yeah. you can understand why they didn't do it. Oh, yeah. Of course. But it was actually the whole three minutes of it, it was like it just explained, boom, this is how what happened. This is what was going on, and this is where it's going to lead to. Three minutes, short, sweet, to the point, and just not boring, not dragging. It was just perfect. Yeah, and so movie starts off in South America, where he's been hiding out in a, I think it's... Bavella. In Bavella, and he's been there for at least six months. He works a non-paying job under the table where he fixes stuff at a bottling factory. Yep. You got the one girl who's kind of into him, and everyone else except for the boss treats him like shit. And he's going to different people for help. He's in conference with the mysterious Mr. Blue over the internet trying to find a cure for himself. And General Ross is trying to figure out where the fuck he went because there's been no incidents for six months. Like, where is he? Yeah, you want to know, who's the real Hulk? Is it him? Or is it Ross? I just want to know why they never just recreated him. They never could. Because remember, the way it was supposed to be set up originally was supposed to be a super serum for another superhero which movie, which we'll talk about later on. Exactly. But they couldn't perfect it. They couldn't figure out what went right with it. When they did the whole Hulk issue, it was like, okay, it went wrong, but if we can try and control it and make it to where it's like, we got the super soldier, he's bulked up, he's strong, nothing can phase him, we just got to work on the mentality, that's where it all failed. And that's where they're trying to get, because originally it wasn't going to be that. Well, he's trying to hunt him down to take him back to figure out what went wrong and to make it right. Okay, let's be realistic. The real reason why he wanted to get him back. It wasn't because he was a Hulk. It was the fact that he ditched on his daughter. 
It's like, oh, Bruce, let's get married. Uh, but uh, but he uh, no, but he, go. but he never wanted him to marry him. He wanted her to marry a military man like him, and he's a douche. I mean, no, nah, Ross respected him in the sense. It's like, oh, okay, you ain't a soldier, but Ross respected him as a scientist. At the end, he hated the, him as a person. Yeah, it's like you wanted to shoot guy. the man. Yeah, <laughs> he respected him. It's like, all right, fine, buddy, you want to marry him? And all of a sudden, uh, gonna go. Of course, any father, especially if it's a redneck father, will go after him with the entire United States military. And I shotgun. I still say he never, until the end, he really never respected him. You see that he he respected him. He didn't like him. Yeah. He disliked him because stars, yeah. he was dating his daughter. He respected him as a scientist because he knew that he needed him as part of the military for what he did. Yeah. But it's and he ran out of his daughter. Yes, and he ran out of the daughter. <laughs> Dude, man, it's not every day where well, one girl well, it's Liv Tyler. You don't want to get off of her. Dude, it's like she left her. He left her at the altar. It's like, and you, you left the woman at the. Do you know who her father is? <laughs> Holy hell, he got the entire United States military. If he was lucky, he'd get the Russian military on you too. No, you had the bail. And speaking of Russians, one of the best adversaries of the Hulk is the Abomination, an intelligent, evil Russian version of it. Yes. And what they've done in this is they said, okay, he was born in Russia, but raised in England, played by Tim Roth. Uh, not their best work. Not he looked cool. He did. Yes, he, he looked, did look cool. He looked cool. They made him look a lot different. He's the main adversary in the film because you had to have something. Because in the last Hulk movie, it was just him running away from the military. <laughs> you need to have him have a fight someone. Long story short, Ross is trying to hunt him down. They hire Tim Roth and his black ops people. I think he's Blackwater. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah he so is. he's essentially a mercenary trying to hunt down the. Bruce Banner, he finds out about the Hulk, and he's like, I want to take a crack at him. I just wish I was stronger, powerful. Mm-mm. Well, he wanted to beat the Hulk. That's what the whole thing was. He wanted to catch him so that he would be used for the experiment. Well, even remember before that, when they were in Favela, and they actually tracked him down, and he was like, all right, I got the shot. Why didn't anybody take a shot? I'll get him myself. And it was like, he saw the metamorphosis. He's like, holy hell. Yeah, at first, what the hell at am first I facing? he's like, I want to fight it again, take it down, because it humiliated me. Then he's like, I want that power. Yes. And he got... And what happened is that they said, okay, well, we'll do this little experiment. We have a, a, some of the formulas we've worked on, which are kind of like it, kind of work, but they kind of make you crazy. But we'll risk it with you. If anything goes wrong, we'll do it. And he, Because Uncle Sam's insured. Well, even still, it's like, even if it's like, well, it may make you crazy. Guess what, Junior? He was already in that sense of crazy. He was like, I don't give a damn if it makes me completely loco. I want this. So he was already aggressive. It's like Green Goblin multiplied it by his 10. Guess what? I want this. I want the power. He, he was, does. He was more for it for himself than he was for the military in general. Yes, and he becomes a monster. He's always like that. He's sorry about that little Herbert whistle thing at the S part. Yeah, but no, it, from that point it just gets crazy. And the movie breaks down like this, if you want to break it down. It goes to, he's in Bavella, they find him, he runs, awesome chase sequence, awesome fight in the bottle factory, then he ends up trekking up to America in like nine days, which is an awesome scene because they have the original... I got a personal bitch about that. What? Why is it every Mexican can't get across the border, but yet Bruce Banner could just walk across it like it was nothing? Dual citizenship. Don't make a difference. Well, he's wanted by the government. So he's he probably, wanted by the government, dude. He Guess probably what? went. He is now Latin. <laughs> no, he probably was with the Latin. He is Hispanic now. Well, he didn't cross the border legally. He is being tracked by the government. He is a Mexican now. I don't want to hear it. He is illegal. He's the Hulk. No, he no, he <laughs> went across the border. You know he went with them. They're on the freaking mattress. <laughs> he walked across. He like it was like born in East LA. The song. Have you ever listened to the song itself? He's like he rode in trucks. He cut bar- barbed wires. He went into rivers and all that. That's what Bruce Banner did. He became Cheech Marin. 
My God, the Hulk's a wetback. Yes! <laughs> Brilliant! Yes! Brilliant. Thank you! And from this point on, he goes to the... And if you realize, Hulk. one of the colors in the Mexican flag is green. Of course. We, we, we can't Not for that reason. Well, it does, either way, it doesn't matter. So, <coughs> ends up going to the college where Betty is to get the formula and also to see her. Another cool fight sequence happens... And we're still going awesome because it starts off really slow and builds up. Awesome. We're going on a good rate. Running, 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 running. And then this point, you freaking face plant right into the ground. Yes, it's not like Lord of the Rings where you just keep walking and walking. No. And three movies later, you're still walking. Once, still walking. once Betty hooks up with Bruce and they're in the cave, from this point until the end of the movie, it is slow as shit. And this is the worst part of the movie. This is just them kind of, you know, some funny sequences. You see... Tim Roth slowly building up. They're going through the city. They're going to go to New York. They're just being chased. They're going on their honeymoon. Essentially. And it's not a really... And, oh, and you found that Hulk can't have sex. Yes, that yes. to me, dude, I felt for the man. I was like, you could rock her world and you can't because you'd be afraid you'd rip it apart. It's like, Hulk Pune! <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Does anybody have crazy glue? <laughs> Duct tape yeah. fixes everything! Yeah, Twist ties does miracles! Uh, yeah, and then you have the final fight between Tim Roth as the Abomination and... Edward Orton as the Incredible Hulk. It's, which is a pretty good fight sequence, and then we're not going to reveal the rest. But, overall, compared to the Angry Man movie... Graphic-wise, you got to give props. I mean, compared to the last one, which I will Angry not... Man, yes, we call it Angry Man. Yes, that... Does it, not exist. It was like they actually took the time to actually make him look... It's, like, scary because it's like, yeah, he looks like the comic book character, but it looked realistic to where it's like, yeah, I believe you, that's the Hulk. Yes, that's what I would see. I mean, he was no Lou Ferrigno. Nobody will be Lou Ferrigno. Yeah. But at least the paint stayed on. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> I'm sorry, but if you look at the old TV shows, you see the Hulk, he's doing this little... Rawr, rawr, and all of a sudden, it's like, oh, dude, you missed the spot with the green under the arms. Yep, yep. And his hair, it was like, was that a chia pet or what the fuck was that as a wig? It was like, dude, somebody just slapped it was 15 a tribble, man. They, they slapped took a troll dolls and they trimmed them. I thought it was Brillo. I was like, dude, I didn't know you could paint Brillo like that. Wow, it did not move. Even in the wind, it stayed still. It was like his hair was angry. It was like it was, it was ready to... styling glow. They used it back then. I thought it was soul glow. No, no soul... soul glow gets you the nice waves. No, it gives it you the bounce, that bounce. Oh, okay. Styling glow is what you used on your floor with the mop. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> mopping glow. Oh, uh, we... Uh, as you can tell, we are old people. But I'm not that old. I am. <laughs> Most of you young kids don't even know what Soul Glow is. Most of you kids don't even know what. And if you're not familiar with it, just come to America. We'll <laughs> explain it all. So, now we could go further into it, but let's say the things. Let's get with the things we didn't like about the movie. Ah, yes. My biggest pet peeve. The Hulk, in and of himself, intelligence of a four-year-old. Mm -hmm. I'm traditional comic book. I loved Mr. Fix-It. I loved all the Hulks, because even the dumb Hulks had some intelligence. This Hulk for the movie, I honestly thought I could stick a pacifier in his mouth and shut him up. But he was smart, though. He did do some smart things. He had common sense. He had streetwise. He wasn't smart. No. He knew bullets hurt. Stay away from the end of the gun. <laughs> no, but the... He wasn't smart enough to go, okay... If I move out of the way, it won't hurt as much. <laughs> but we'll go to the second fight. That was smart of him to use the doors 
to block the... Yes. Which you can find in the video game. If you pay attention to the movie, you do realize the Hulk's learning as he goes. He's building intelligence. Yeah. But they started him out stupid. I didn't agree with that. Yeah. No, yeah. No, yeah. Because it may have seemed also like he was just trying to get away, which I like that he is away. But, okay, that's... I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. I thought the movie itself, I didn't really see any bad parts of the whole movie, minus the whole Betty and Bruce in the motel and not getting any action with that because it was like... Okay, I'm excited. I'm excited. Oh, wait, I can't get excited. I could kill her. And then she's like, no, you can't do that? No. And then the whole heart meter thing just goes, ew, That <laughs> was, like, beautifully done. I mean, you could say some of the movie dragged and all that, but at least it picked up. I really didn't find too many flaws with it myself, personally. That's, sorry, that's how I am. Okay. Um, besides the dragging, which I felt was poorly done, I just felt that that scene that you could have taken it out. I like the movie, I really do. It's a movie I bought. Like, there's some comic book movies I didn't buy because I just wasn't interested in them. The movie starring the bastard Coppola is one example. But we're not going to get into that. I won't talk about that movie. <laughs> you don't want to, no. But we're talking about the last fight. 90% of it is awesome. It's actually punching and grabbing and biting. And, and it took place at the Apollo Theater, folks! Yes. It goes off, and then the ending, even though it has the, the, one of the best lines in the movie, just is kind of like, really? Really? You're going to have him just, really? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I, when I did see that, and I blame my mother for this one, because she pointed out with that whole fight scene at the Apollo, all of a sudden, it's like, you watch the first time, it's like, cool fight scene. After the second time, because I got kids and they watched the movie, every time I see them two launching at each other right, the begin, right before when they're about to fight, all I hear is, it's showtime! At the Apollo! <laughs> I was like, no! No, no, no! I guess it is showtime, because hell, Vegas does it all the time. It's like, yeah, don't ruin it for us! <laughs> no, I, I picture the ding, ding, ding! In this corner, you have exactly. it! 286 pounds! And, oh, speaking of which, one thing, I, another thing I liked. I liked the fact that the Hulk doesn't change size, and that he's actually like 7 feet tall. Meanwhile, Abomination is like 9 feet tall. He's bigger. It's like the... Yes. The, and they explain David it. and Goliath. Yeah, but they also explain that that's how they designed oh, you them. you make like, references to another show. Davy and Goliath? <laughs> no, I was thinking about the TV series Incredible Hulk, since it wasn't Bruce, it was David! Ah, uh, yes. Nice. nice. But that's what I'm going to say. It's just that scene that the fight was just garbage. Just, and that garbage, it just could have been better. Yes. I mean... The third fight scene? The third fight could have been a lot better. It was good. It was really good. Yeah. But just that ending of the fight, the, the ending is just like kind of like, okay, so you... Spoilers! It was just like, okay, fights, punching, kicking, you see him grabs part of the bone, jazz it, oh, nice. So, alright, you're gonna do the, the stomp, which is typical. Okay, cool. You do the clap, awesome. Then you're gonna wrap him up in chains and just choke him out. Well, in his defense for that scene, Abomination was fucking him up. He was, he, he was. was. In his defense, he's in New York but City. Look at it I'd like choke this. a motherfucker okay, it's chain. Like, yeah, I mean, but still, you want to like, see him punch him out, just not just choke yeah, him out. Did, and then yeah, you did, but true. look at it this way. It's like, okay, cheap shot to go with the chain. Fine and dandy, I, no, I can understand where I you're coming from. The, I give him the chain. I'll give him the chain, but, but just, he here's the thing, else. if you really, really look at it, it wasn't just like, okay, I'm going to choke you out. If you really looked at his face, he was going for the kill. Yeah. Which was something that was like out of the norm for the comic book. It was like, holy shit, that motherfucker's going to kill him. No, no, it's not out of the norm. For it's the not normal. really out of the norm, but for a kids' movie, it was like okay, fair the, enough. You know, that's the reason why I think it was like okay, we got to stop it there. No, because I would have wanted to see him just like punching and pounding him, and then have that scene where he's bleeding, and you have Betty scream as he's about to freaking yeah. crush his head in with a fist. 
Or the freaking, uh, the atomic smash he has. Yeah, where he's lifting them both yeah. up. It goes like this, and you hear Betty say no, and then he stops. But not just the... No, he, he, he talked him good. He was, like, riding him like a bull. He was like... Yeah, and it's like, Betty's like, no! Not only now you're being chased by my father because they want you, now you're going to be a fugitive for murder! For killing a military personnel! He already killed military personnel. Exactly. He was already a fugitive for that. But it would for murder for but, nine people. But then, yeah, but it would have been another one because he killed another military person. Okay, so he breaks even at ten. No, but this yeah. one was <laughs> sanctioned by the gut. But but it was sanctioned by the government. They wanted him to, you know. True. It's like okay, Ross is like, uh, okay, we want the Hulk. Kill that guy. Help the green but, one. Help the green one. Yeah, exactly. It's like, wait a minute. Well, but they're both shut up. Kill the freaking one that's not green. He's the one that's gonna rip. New assholes in this place. He's the one that's saying that he's going to kill us, and the one that can talk is it's the like, one you... Or did you not remember <laughs> him throwing... Kill the smart one. <laughs> that makes sense. Exactly. You got a monster that's actually like, well, let's see, he took down the chopper, so it's like, uh, let's see, flip a coin, a uh, green guy who's been chasing that he, he can piss off us, or kill the guy that actually tried to kill us. Okay, kill the guy that tried to kill us. Let's do it. And and that and that's something I like. All right, now, as we talk about things we liked and whatnot, what do you guys think about the music? I actually liked some of the scores from the movie. I got to give it that because some of it, you actually got the original Hulk feel from it. Some of it you can actually tell was from the original Hulk. And then some of the newest stuff, it still fit in without being like way out of place. Like the Godzilla movie. You had some scores from the original Godzilla when like mm-hmm. they had the boat scene and everything. Yep. Mm-hmm. But then you had like those one or two songs towards the end of the movie like this doesn't even belong here. Yeah. So just the basic Hulk theme you like. Yeah. The dun 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 for me, it's kind of like uh, like what they did with John Rambo. It's like they had Jerry Goldsmith's original score, but they actually combined it with new stuff because, of course, you can't like copy what the original artist did. With the Hulk, it was the same thing. It was like, okay, homage to the original one because we want to link it in the same sense, but throwing the other stuff too, which complemented the film. It wasn't a boring track. The bottom line is, is that that's the kind of music where, yeah, this is what I would expect from a movie. You had your subtlety music. You had your action-packed music behind it all. The composure was great. It was, I thought it was great. But that's a good valid point. Now, who's your MVP for the movie? Acting-wise, would be different than MVP for the character in the movie. No, we're saying the actor. Who's the acting? Who did best overall acting in as the acting-wise? I actually do have to give it to Ross. I think he played the mercenary role extremely well. He played the psychotic guy who goes from jealous to angry, to maniacal. He played the villain extremely well. You're just saying that because of a certain name that we will not mention alongside the show, but that's a different time and era. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I mean, yeah, I could agree with General Ross being acting-wise, yeah. I give it up to Liv Tyler, too, because she definitely played a convincing Betty Ross where she was calm and subtle, and then it was like you saw her passionate side, her sad side to everything else, which is like, you know, you've seen it in Armageddon, you've seen it in... Uh, couple other movies she did and she didn't hold back it was like yes this is the role i'm intelligent yes i have a sensitive side and yes i could be a bitch that taxi cab scene was the best part of it definitely for that one nothing against edward norton i think he did a great job playing bruce but act uh, like better actor wise is definitely general ross and uh william hurt and uh definitely Liv Tyler they really did bring the movie out too no i have to give you william hurt because you see that as even though i say that he obviously hated bruce you see he loves his daughter. But it's always going to be, this is his obsession. This will always trump anything else. And it's not that he's doing it for the government. He's not doing it to cover his ass. He's doing this because he wants to do something. Now, i got to say, 
It was a tough call because of the Angry Man movie, as we all infamously call it. That General Ross. With Sam Elliott. Sam playing? Elliott. And th it was like, people have even asked me, it's like, who do you think was better, Elliott or Hurt? But and Sam like, Elliott is Sam that's Elliott. A, that's yeah. a coin toss. It was happened. a tough, I mean, that's because the both one time. played a damn good role. That was, that was the that. reason being, it was like, you had to flip a coin and it's like, geez, I can't give you an honest answer. Those two did it. But I, gi it. I, give it to, I give it to Hurt because he had more of a connection with him and Liv Tyler. Jennifer Connelly, they had a good relationship, but he seemed more he was he wasn't phoning it in, she wasn't phoning it in, but just seemed there was something that just didn't fit. Actually, the if acting I could, was there, but yeah. the chemistry wasn't. Yes. Actually, if I were to break it down, Sam Elliott played a good General Ross from a military aspect. As far as a passionate military aspect and a father, you got to give it to William Hurt because he did it. Where it was like he, like General Ross from the other Angry Man movie, it was like he was more military. William Hurt did it. Yeah, he was military, but he also showed the sensitive side of him being. He showed like, he could be a father. Yeah, yeah. Because like, I'm doing this for my daughter. Don't think I don't love you. I do, but I got a, a I got to go with my commitment to what I have been trying to get in the first place, and that I think was I think that's what makes it more William Hurt than it does Sam Elliott. They both did a phenomenal job, but I got to give it to William Hurt. Yes, and Edward Norton did a good job. He loses points though because some of the stuff he did was a little out there. His General performance is really good. The fact that he's not doing the sequel is going to suck, and since they're now keeping the same continuity, but they're going to have Mark Ruffalo as playing as him in the Avengers movie is going to be a little... Awkward. Awkward. I mean, I like yes. that they designed that the new Hulk looks like... In this version, the Hulk looks a little like Edward Norton. You see the face. Right. They're doing the same thing where the new Hulk is going to look like Mark Ruffalo. You should leave that in there. Just so you know. <laughs> because nobody's gonna really care about who this other actor is. They're gonna be like, and we're not doing anymore. Why? Why? For this the, reason, folks. The trailer, he looks good in it, though. Yes. I mean, you only see, I gotta see it. But he looks like yeah. a little like Alfred Molina in like one of the scenes. I'm like, is that, is that Don't Doc? Bash. Don't I, bash Doc. I, I didn't even think about that. I gotta look again now. Thanks. No, you see him standing in, in the Avenger, in the Avenger, in uh, the. I think it's gonna be the Triskelon. I think they're keeping it as a Triskelon, not the Hellcarrier. Hell so, which is going to kind of be weird, but, you know. Rumors are, though, they're going to have cameos of other superheroes in the new Avengers movie. I'm hoping. Like they did with the original Avengers, or... Well, it ain't going to be Toby, that's for sure. It's not going to be Toby, but I'm hoping that you see, like, they, they make reference to him. Mm. They Jackman? No, no. This is a reference of, some, of a nut in New York City swinging around. Uh, see, that's the thing. I mean, if it wasn't for the fact that it was the age thing... I would have liked to have seen Tobey Maguire. It's not Tobey anymore. It's Andrew, I know, Andrew I know. Garfield. I, I like that new the new trail looks good. The new suit looks good. I just don't see him fitting the part of Parker. That's no, just he's me. he's younger Parker, and I saw. But it's still kind of like a prequel thing. No, or this is back. No, it's back. It's AU back to him being. It's Peter Parker, high school student. No one likes me. My life sucks, but at night I am Spider-Man, wisecracking, which, and he's actually, you see him doing all the little humor things, like there's a scene... Oh, so it's to the original Spider-Man where he's the smartass. Yes. Yes, uh, yes, Little spoilers yes. here, we're going to go to... Um, at Con just, at San Diego Comic-Con, they show one of the fights with him, and you see him, he shows up and the guy pulls a knife out on him, and he's like, oh no, listen, please, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not, don't hurt me, don't, thwap. No, it's Thwip. Come on. Yes, I'm going to get anal on the Spider-Mans. And if you want to get anal about it, Spider-Man 2 and 2.1, which you can get on Blu-ray anytime you want to, and we'll have both of the Spider-Mans. I'm going to inject you with arsenic now. Dude. 
Twerp. Oh, okay. sorry, Toby did a phenomenal job as Peter Parker, yes. in my opinion. Yes. Mary did. Jane? No, I'll give you it as college-level Peter, not as high school Peter. <laughs> no, as high school Peter, he did a good job. Meh. I think he did all right, especially the fight scene at the school. No, the fight scene at school, but you didn't see enough. I would have liked to see more progression. That's why I like yes. this one. And also this you one. Know, well, the reason why they didn't do much progression is because they had to explain how he became Spider-Man, how he fought Goblin at the same time, and you had only a two-hour yeah. span. I like that this... Wonderful rocks! But this one, I like that they are going with one big fact. They are going with the fact that Peter, which they didn't even... They kind of glossed over, is an orphan. Yes. The trail even shows. You see when Richard what? and... Mary Peter's an orphan?! Oh my god! Would it be because his mom and dad died? Yes. Can but... you please tase him? Ow. Did him out! Did him out! Ow. Wait, no, no, no. That's the Russian roulette. That's... So... Alright, so for those who don't know, we have a... Since we've gone random ranting for I don't know how long, it's now in 40 minutes. Let's get into the part you've all been waiting for. What we're, talking, we're talking about our actual ratings. Now, for those who don't know, we have five ratings in our system. And we don't use numbers or stars or like, I'm going to give this ten thumbs up. And wait, you only have two fingers. Well, there's one special thumb in my pants. Yeah. No, or I give it five stars or like some assholes. We're going to do a 10 out of 10 or 1.9 out of... Just yeah. get on with it! It's the rating system! Yes, so we have so if we have five ratings. Sorry. Our lowest rating is going to be protests outside your local red box. So no one rents this reprehensible piece of shit. Meaning the movie is worthless, horrible, and you should find the director and put him into a giant wicker man and light him on fire. I go around with spray paint and paint them blue. blue. Our second our second lowest rating is kind of eh. If the movie's okay, not great. This is have it in the background while surfing the internet for porn. I mean, so you grab your dick and double click for porn, porn, porn. <laughs> yes, <laughs> nice, you done, gentlemen. It's 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 okay. It's not great. <laughs> so then we have our middle degree, which is always good, which is worth watching in theaters or on DVD or on cable once. It's, it's okay, not great. You'd watch it, then you just kind of forget about it. Then there's Borrow from a Friend, Don't Return Unless Offered, and we'll say in this one, a gamma-irradiated Peruvian drink of some sort. Whatever that fucking shit was called. It's some orange drink. It wasn't orange, it was green. It was like it was some... only green after it was radiated. It was some orange drink. Some, some orange drink, okay. It was Fanta. So you're, so you're offered X-Brand Fanta. <laughs> this taste expired. And then there's our top of our highest rating, which is... I mean, the movie's awesome, great, you have to watch it. Which is really, really, really fucking cool. If you don't watch this now... You can't do the Hulk smash, Rufus! Nice, nice, you done, yeah, I still got him. Your brain will freeze, your eyes will swap, and your soul will be forfeit to the ninth layer of hell, or you will be forced to watch episode one for all eternity, while Jar Jar Binks is massaging your shoulder, saying, And meanwhile, you have General Ross slowly injecting something into a guy who's behind you, about to rape you. So, what would your ratings be, gentlemen? Well, I'm going to have to let Jar Jar massage my back for a long time. And yes, General Ross is going to inject that son of a bitch with some gamma radiation and fuck me up the ass. But I love this movie to death. So you're going to give it a really, really fucking cool. Nice. Yes. What you I have to go with him, but thankfully I'm not getting raped. I own it. So really, really fucking also. Nice. He's done, sir. I am going to have to go with Dissenter, unfortunately, and give this a bar from a friend. And don't return unless offered, well, a drink. Because it's good. It's be a lot better. Than the original. The original one, 2003 version, I have to give. Protest outside your local red box. It was a shitty movie. It was intellectually. It was a shitty movie? It was a shitty movie? Are you fucking kidding me? That movie was beyond shitty. Well, I wouldn't wipe my ass yeah, with but, that but, fucking but, movie. We have to. I ha I'm 
we will explain that if we ever review it. We'll explain that. We keep 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 it out of it. But it's good. Really good. Not super good though. There are flaws in it, but it is worth watching. Some people would say it's you know, middle of the ground. Zoro, for example, says when I talked to him about this when he was gonna interview and he changed his mind, he said this is a worth watching in theater or DVD once because it drags. He doesn't like Edward Norton, even though he liked Rounders, but it's just kind of there and just you want to see more. And I can understand, but I give it a little bit higher than that. So there. So, remember guys, you can check us out at www.sparkin.com. You can email us at sparkin at gmail.com or sparkinmovie.gmail.com. Zansparkin.com. I have no life. Save me. Rufus is sparkin.com. Also, if you have Maple Story, we have our own guild. You all suck. I didn't even realize that. I, I actually set this up and gave two people. I, I, had, two, I had two people on Maple Story. And for some oh, odd boy. reason, I just found out that there's like 10,000 people now <laughs> as a group. It's fucking weird. Anyway. They hang out at my job. Anyway. Anyway, so it's that part we've all been waiting for. What are we talking about? We're talking about that one. That only. I lost my train of thought, but I'll go with the. Let's say. Dodecahedron of movies! The diamond shaped thingy. Plus one. Yes. So, the diamond shaped thingy. Yep. So, what we're going to do is we're going to roll the Dodecahedron of movies. We're going to land on that's reviewing the next episode of the Spark and Movie Review. And that's our next episode in our month of Capes, Costumes, and Craze Criminal Mastermind. He wears no cape! He wears his underwear outside his pants! It's okay! It's a costume! It wasn't even purple. I mean, hell, Superman gets away with picking glasses being his costume. He's wearing underwears! So, you roll, sir. Daddy needs a new pair of shoes. Number two. And number two, ironically, is... Uh-oh. I'm showing up for that one because I still haven't seen that damn movie yet and I want to. Zan is very happy. Oh, I am so happy. Please tell them why you're so happy. In brightest day. In blackest night. No evil shall escape our sight. Let those who worship evil's might beware our power. Green Lantern's light. We're, next episode, episode 45, we are reviewing Green Lantern starring Ryan Reynolds. Okay, I'd like to point out for the record that this was not rigged. Although Zan is a huge, gigantic Green Lantern fan, the role was legitimate. I saw it with my own eyes, and it is all good. So do not try to pinpoint saying favoritism. It was a legal role. Yes, it was. I only cheat in D and D. You have a you have you use a freaking ten, don't you? You yes, you, you, you have filed down. <laughs> I gotta find you my thirty, my one hundred sided. Yes, we. I have one thousand. So do I. I got an, oh. I got a plushie. I got a plush thirty sided somewhere around here. They actually made but, them. Yes. Right. You have to let me come for Green Lantern. Green Lantern is one of my two favorite black superheroes. So oh, this isn't this is I know it's the movie, but I still haven't seen it. I don't yet. like well, John Stewart. John Stewart, I'm not a fan of though. That the, and it's not because I just think that he was poorly done. But we'll get to that in the next. I episode. knew it. It was a black thing. I knew it. No, no. no. When are they going to come up with Spanish superheroes? They do. They do. Who? The new Spider-Man. Yes. Miguel O'Hara. No, not Miguel O'Hara. It's his name is uh, Miles. Miles Morales. Now I'm pissed off. Why can't it be full blooded? Because they're stupid, and because Bendis is an asshole. So I'm done with Ultimates. Pendejo! Bring back Peter. Bring him back from the dead. Even though he died in a very cool fucking way, just bring him back. Peter will never die. He will live on in all of us. Craven tried. He failed. Oh, no. I have it right there. It is death right there. If they can bring back Superman, they can bring back Carter. Nah, in Ultimates, they killed off Daredevil, too, but... Did they? Yeah, yeah, but now you didn't see that one but they, but they, <laughs> I liked him. But now they have a new Daredevil. No, I'm sorry. I hated Ben Affleck. I still hate him as an actor. But yeah, I like... Well, we're going to get into that match. So either way... So with that in mind... This is Rufus. 
And this is bad saying. Long way uptown. I think the subway's probably quickest. Me in a metal tube deep underground with hundreds of people in the most aggressive city in the world. Right. Let's get a cab. Come on now! You know, I know a few techniques could help you manage that anger very effectively. And this is your host, Zahn, of the Spark and Muir View, and my fair quote for The Incredible Hulk from 2008 is... How you feeling, man? Like a monster. Catch you guys next time, and remember... Seven holes isn't enough! No, seven holes is not enough. Nine... I support White Castle! Nine holes is enough. Debatable. Judgmental. Especially with that new thing with the shoulder piercings. That don't count. That's man-made. It has to be original. All natural. All what about conjoining? Ooh, I didn't Fair think so. I swings. Holy shit. So 14 holes is enough! <laughs> Catch you guys next time. <laughs>
For those of you who are still listening now, it is time for the stinger! Yes, we are doing a stinger. I'm bored, and because they're here. So, just- Oh, thanks! <laughs> it hurts! It burns. Only when I pee. That's your problem, not mine. Oh, so you've been Newburgh, huh? No! <laughs> hey, hey, hey. She doesn't live on Liberty Street, she's around the corner. Okay. Oh, you know my cousin. Yes. Oh, okay. oh, speaking of which, I was in Newburgh a couple days ago. I had and I was on Broadway actually because I was trying to find a friend who said that they were on 58 West Main Street in Newburgh, which doesn't exist. <laughs> uh, anyway, the part you got off. No, no, no. There is no 58 no, Main Street. There's no Main Street in Newburgh. Yeah, no, it's just Broadway. Me saying you got lost. I didn't. The person got lost. They ended up actually being in Newport. Long story. <laughs> But, either way, point is, the person was lost, so I pull into Newburgh, and I see a guy just slumped there on the ground, face down. A bunch of people walking around inside the, the, the gas station. And a man, because I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find this person, this person's freaking out, is worried. Um, it's a whole fucking mess. So I'm going there, and I walk in, and I see, I'm like wondering, should I even go in this place? Did they fucking kill this guy? <laughs> they kill this guy, and I walk in, and he's fucking like one of those, like, I don't know what's going on! I'm gonna leave now. Like, when you walk into one of those interventions, like we were talking about earlier, you walk in, there's these two ladies, and you're like, either you formally met, or this is an intervention. Later. I just didn't want to walk in and be like, get in the corner. I mean, eventually, when I walked out, some cop woke him up, and they're saying, what are you doing here? But still, it's like, only in Newburgh, or, well, what am I saying? That part of Newburgh is the fucking ghetto. You know that you're stuck in the ghetto when you see candy fried chicken, Next to, well, if you see candy fried chicken in general, but if you see a loan shark next to a loan shark. Standing Borrowing below. Money. From the loan other loan <laughs> Standing below a telephone pole with hanging sneakers, Converse, or as we called them back in the day, Skippies! Yep. Oh, and hanging from and you have the chi- and you have the Chinese restaurant run by the... Arab guy. <laughs> the Arab guy. <laughs> the Jamaican restaurant run by the Haitian. What? Italian food being made by Mexicans? What's so special about that? Nah, that's normal. <laughs> Welcome to Taco Bell. Uh, I wanna... Uh, w- yeah, this is the only part of New York in which black people don't work at KFC, they work at Taco Bell, and Taco Bell freaking... Versus Reverse the thing, yeah. <laughs> I, I still... No, I... Oh, question. What do you guys think about the new Popeye's commercials? Racist. That, that whole mammy like mammy makes the this, uh, racist. Yeah, about as racist as that movie they had in Disney a long time ago that they banned from all video, DVD, and uh, recollectional films. Yeah. I've only known one thing to be more racist than a Popeyes commercial. Ever heard of a movie called Blazing Saddles? That wasn't racist. <laughs> that wasn't racist. He was the sheriff, though. <laughs> Fuck you. He was, and then they made a good reference in that other movie. Oh, let it? me whip this tights. out. <laughs> <laughs> See, that wasn't racist. That was pride. Actually, that was why they were originally was going to ban that movie because of that word. They dropped the dropped the M bomb. That was pride. Nowadays, they don't even care. It's like you watch some, like really, like what was that movie? Um, the one with um, with uh, Damon Wayans. The one where the the fake documentary. What the fuck is that stupid movie called? Uh, Damon Wayans did a fake documentary. Bamboozled. Oh. Uh, as a, it's I understand the movie, but it's a shitty movie. It really yes, is. It is. I mean, it's that's it's, why he did My Wife and Kids. Yeah, well, now he does that, but that was, like, that was the, that was, I think, the drop, because he tried doing that to be kind of, like, you know, edgy and cool, and it's like, this is... It failed. It's a sad movie. It's just, like... You mean Earth Girls Was Easy was better than that one? Yes. Wow. Or, uh, I'm Gonna Get You Sucker? Hell yeah. I'm Gonna Get You Sucker is on a completely new tier from that movie. No, we're gonna do that movie. Even Mo Money? No, we have to do... I'm gonna... We're gonna do... 
I'm gonna get you, sucker, because of... It's like, what are you, 50... You, you, what, what, only you 53 punks think you could kick Kung Fu Joe's ass? Massive karate, jiu-jitsu, taekwondo, and a whole bunch of other shit you don't even know. Ha 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 They shooting me? Oh, God. Or, or, or better yet. Ha! Huh, what is it all? I mean, it's like, you think you, you have enough yet? You can never have enough. Every hero needs his own theme music. <laughs> Show it up. Or, or what is it? Um, Curtis Mayfield's best song, Fly Guy. <laughs> oh, my Lord. That uh, movie was up there with Cootie Tang. Yep. Yeah. Oh. Oh, my God. Hey, I like that movie. Now, you would. It wasn't bad. It wasn't great, though. Wait, I just, was that the one with the... No, I was, I'm thinking of another It one. was better than Undercover Brother. Jamie yes. Foxx and, uh, and uh, Tommy Davidson. With the saran wrap. No, oh, that's, you know booty. That's, that's booty call. call. Okay. Now, what about, um, now, speak, going back, because I'm going to get you sucker, put this into my head. What do you guys think about trans, like, those transformation sequences? Which one do you think had the best, in comic book movies or just in general, had the best, like, transformation, like, you know, gearing up, like, you know, we'll use, um, Daredevil, for example, which had actually a really good one, where you had the synchronized, you know, you had him gearing up, you had electric gearing up, or you have the, what is it called, um, what's the fucking other superhero movie does it, um, Superman? like, no, Superman never had a tr- like one of those. Well, if you go through the original TV show, you had the whole phone booth, which I still don't realize how no one ever realized he was in the phone booth taking his clothes off. How do you not notice that? It's New York. You're like, uh, I'm sorry. Though, if I'm in New York, I'd stop and take a goddamn picture and send it to the Inquirer. Well, you know the whole. Well, you know the whole thing with uh, Superman and the whole joke behind it, right? When the original, uh, when he, when uh, Christopher Reeve was playing Superman and he was going to go rescue uh, Marvel Kidder in the original first scene, Superman. Yeah, he always, walks up. And he walks up and he looks at the phone booth thing. Donner was like, you know what, this is the 70s, I think we believe that nobody can change in a phone booth, so I'm going to make a joke around it. Hence the smaller small, you know, the smaller phone booth, and him just looking up there like, bitch, I don't think so. And anyway, <laughs> goes around the freaking revolving door what? to run into Sugar Ray Leonard and be like, yay, man! He's no, like, no, he's like, no, it's, no, what does he say? He says, uh, yo, man, bad outfit! Excuse me. Woo! It's like, wait a minute, you're gonna go save her, but then you can arrest the pimp and his hoes. <laughs> nah, he's Sugar Ray. He's Sugar Ray. You leave him. Yeah, that's true. Leave Sugar Ray alone. But, um, okay. What about, oh, I'm trying to think. The Batman had it. The new Batman had it. The yes. old old Batman. No, they never really had it. They just had the fucking... Well, you had the original TV show where Batman oh, slides God. down the pole next to Robin and they're mysteriously in their costumes when they get to the cave. Well, that's because they had spandex <laughs> that were stretched out extra so the legs go through them. Done. I just now, the cowl, know. that's a whole new trick. Now, I, I have much love for Batman. He is one of my favorite superheroes. There is no superhero alive that I respect more as a crime fighter because he's ungodly intelligent. On that note, Casper... But how? How could they have made him so goddamn homo originally? <laughs> it just... No, did you see the original 30s one? He friggin' shows up at the thing, the, the, the crime. You got the guys there. He says, I'll stop you. What are you gonna do? <laughs> Just that, shoots them yeah, fucking right there, that dead. That is okay. respectful. But holy crime fighting Batman. I mean, seriously, the boy was in tights, lived with him, they slept in a goddamn fucking basement. No, 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 no. It's hold on, hold on. I will day. defend it on this note. One, the ant was living there, so somebody had to keep him in check. Two, it was the 60s. Enough said. One, swinger. Hmm. Okay. One, the ant was very rarely at the house. I know because I have the entire series at my house right now. You and two, wow. the. Robin, if you actually pay attention to the three episodes they do with his backstory, all three times they show a hot chick flirting with him. All three times he's in a scenario where he's alone with the chick, and all three times he blows her off. Pop quiz, how many Catwomen were in that show? 
You say three. What do you say? I'm counting my head real quick. Sorry, wait. I believe it. I believe it was four. In the TV series? I believe it was four. four. It was four? Okay, name them. I know one of them is Julie. Julie, Margot, um, Ursa. Ursa, and then there's the, the other one. The one, well, she was in the movie, but she was in yeah. an episode two. She was in like the last few episodes. Oh, yeah. I thought it was just those three. No, no, no. She was, she did the TV series because the chick who was supposed to do it no, stopped doing it. Because uh, Julie, Julie stopped. Yeah, Julie, Julie stopped. stopped doing it. And so the chick they were going to have to do the movie did like the last few episodes before they canceled the Well, the original series. was Ursa. Okay. Yeah, well, since we're going on a tangent, guys. All right, yeah. best going up. Who is the best cameo, you think? Best cameo? For for the the, the wall crawl. Oh. I oh, say God. Green Hornet and Kato, because it's kind of like... Yes. It's like, really? Like, what? Like, the Lurch one was kind of dumb, though. When you see Lurch is there, and it's like, yeah. Hi, Lurch! It's like, <laughs> it's just fucking random. Well, it's wasn't, like, uh, <laughs> what's his face with the confetti in that one of them, too? Uh, yeah. Rip Taylor? Yeah, Rip Taylor oh, yeah. was in there. Rip Torn was in there all pissed off. Uh, uh, Benny Hill was in one. Yep. You had uh, Jimmy Stewart was yep. in one. Okay. I think Ponch was in there, too. I, I no, got too late. I got to knock Green Hornet, though. Movie? I have a very big pet peeve about that. The, the movie? movie or the show? The movie. The, hell, I still listen to the radio show. Well, anyway, we'll keep that for another episode. So, either way, we are out of here, guys. Thanks for listening to Stinger, and... Zeke Zion! <laughs>